For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Episode 146 of the Read to Lead podcast is being brought to you in part by cloud accounting software FreshBooks, offering a month of unrestricted use totally free right now. Just go to freshbooks.com slash read to lead and enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. Everybody has an addictive personality. Everybody has the ability to be addicted or obsessed with something. They just need to shift it a little bit and say, hey, I'm going to be all obsessed in this one thing that's productive. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast with Jeff Brown. Jeff believes that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then consistent and intentional reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow this ever important reading list, but also bring you key insights and valuable feedback from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And now, here's Jeff. Hi, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the podcast that's dedicated to your personal and professional growth. We talk about leadership. That's at the core of this show. But we also hit on things like personal growth, productivity, career, business, marketing, sales, entrepreneurship, and much, much more. And in a moment, you and I are going to be joined by a guy named Grant Cardone. He is the author of several books, including his brand new one, Be Obsessed or Be Average. And I plan to ask Grant in a moment about why he believes obsession to be a gift and not a character flaw, what to do if you have no idea what your obsession even is, why he believes burnout, time off, and balance are cultural myths, and a lot more. Hey, in case you missed last week's announcement and want to find out more about my Get Unstuck coaching program, just text the word UNSTUCK to 44222. That's UNSTUCK to 44222. Two two two. That, by the way, works in the U.S. only. Again, unstuck to four four two 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 to find out more about my Get Unstuck coaching program. If you're a freelancer, maybe you're leveraging a side hustle, you're starting a business and wanting to grow it into something fairly significant, that'd make you a great candidate for my Get Unstuck coaching program, number one. But number two, it also means you need some sort of accounting software. And I highly recommend, as you no doubt know, cloud accounting software FreshBooks. They're sponsoring this episode. And one of the reasons they do that, in case this is not obvious, it's because they believe in the content we're creating week in and week out. They love the show and they want to do what they can to help support the show. So whenever you take advantage of FreshBooks free month-long trial, doesn't cost you a thing, you're helping cast a vote in the eyes of FreshBooks and letting them know that you appreciate their support of the show. Now, as I said a moment ago, you can take advantage of their month-long free trial by going to freshbooks.com slash read to lead. Well, why would you want to do that? Well, there are a lot of reasons, not the least of which are all the new features that FreshBooks is touting here in the brand new version of their software. There's a whole new dashboard. There's new notifications. There's new support. FreshBooks has automated late payment reminders. You know how much of a pain it is when you've got a client that isn't paying you on time? Wouldn't it be great if they were notified automatically that their payment is late? You can do that with FreshBooks. 
You can track your expenses through your mobile device. Invoicing has never been easier. There's invoice customization. There's also a super handy deposit feature so you can invoice for a payment up front when you're kicking off a project. And one of my favorite things, online payments. All these things and more are reasons to try FreshBooks cloud accounting software free. Get access to all those features for an entire month. And again, cast your vote in the eyes of FreshBooks, letting them know that you appreciate their support of Read to Lead. Just go to freshbooks.com slash read to lead and enter read to lead in the how did you hear about us section. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash read to lead. Our guest today, Grant Cardone, works with small companies and Fortune 500 companies to help grow sales by finding overlooked opportunities and customizing the sales process in order to be more effective. He's worked with companies like Google, Sprint, Aflac, Toyota, GM, Ford, and thousands more. He owns and operates four companies that do almost $100 million in annual sales, and he's a New York Times best-selling author, international speaker, and considered the top sales training and social media expert in the world today. Grant is also the author of the brand new book, the one we're talking about today. It's Be Obsessed or Be Average. Grant, welcome to Read to Lead. Thank you so much, Jeff. Appreciate you having me on. It was my pleasure, for sure. I wanted to start off, Grant, by having you share a bit about your your last book, The 10X Rule, and what led to you realizing that that there was a missing piece to the puzzle? And if I understand correctly, uh, that led to, to this book. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. The 10X rule. I mean, just I've said this before, but uh, books don't finish. I mean, just because mm. I had a, I had a, a book deal and we had a scheduled date and we got to finish it and the book gets finished. And then I start doing interviews after the book and the book continues to cook in me like a meal would. <laughs> and, and and also get, I started getting a lot of input. I mean, the 10X rule became a, a really an international phenomenon where people from all over the world has been translating about six languages now. Mm. Uh, have asked me questions. Hey, when I started 10xing, like expanding my business, my thinking, and my 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 desire for more. When I did that, it started creating problems and disruption at both home and at work. And how do I handle that? And and that's really where the book uh, "Be Obsessed or Be Average" picks up. I I understand now that that what's really helped me in my life keep 10xing, keep expanding things, and keep creating the life I want is that I gave myself permission a long time ago to really be obsessed, regardless of what everybody else said, to really dive deep into what I wanted to do with my life rather than what society, family uh, said that I should or how I should lead my life. Well, you say early on that denying your obsession or being obsessed with the wrong things can can be destructive. How, how did you denying your obsession almost ruin your life? Well, you know, I, I, I ended up, with a drug problem at the age of 16 years old. Mm. And the reality is when I look back at that drug problem now that lasted for nine years, the problem, the problem wasn't, was not the drugs. Okay. I mean, there had to be a problem before the drugs. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, the psychologists and the psychiatrists always want to blame mommy and daddy. My (laughs) mom and dad were great. Okay. Mm. It, It wasn't them. My brother didn't do anything to me. Nobody did anything bad to me. There was nobody to blame for my choices. But when I do look back, my problems really were created when I started suppressing, holding down ideas that I had at a very young age to to create a a unique life for myself. And I find that true. I talked to a lot of kids today, both kids in, in elementary schools, high schools, 
And I'm like, dude, wh- wh- what's the big dream you had? You know, when did you have it? M- most mm-hmm. people are telling me, oh, when I was eight years old or when I was six years old or when I was nine years old, like these dreams and these ambitions start really early. And I know they did for me, Jeff. And, and what I did was I tended to, when, when I told somebody at the age of nine, I'm going to be rich, <laughs> you know, well, if you say that as a nine-year-old, you're going to get some parents that quit on rich. Mm. They quit on it. They gave up on it. They wanted to be rich at one point, too. And now mommy or daddy or whoever is saying, yeah, well, little Jeffy, Jeffy's got (laughs) ideas about being rich. Now, Jeffy, you know we love you just the way you are, Jeff. (laughs) For whatever reason, they're doing that. I don't know. Maybe they they don't want Jeff to be disappointed. But but my contention is if you have – if you've ever had the dream of being whatever Mm. and you then abandon that dream – you're going to be unhappy. You're going to be disappointed and you're going to – Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, says the biggest mistake anyone will have in building a business is having too low of expectations. Mm. You should have giant monster expectations, but that's not what most mom and dads are telling their kids today. Well, as you were getting criticism early on, Grant, from, from friends and coworkers and family members – uh, who were essentially accusing you of replacing your your drug obsession with this other obsession of of being successful and rich? How, how did you handle that? Yeah, so twenty five, I, I went to a treatment center. I got off the drugs. I needed twenty eight days in an environment where I didn't have drugs or bad people around me, mm. and, and bad influences. And then I walked out of that treatment center, and and the counselor said, "Look." Give up all ideas of being rich. Give up all ideas of being famous. Give up all your ideas, man. Just, you're not going to live a grandiose life. Just you need to know that every day you go without using drugs needs to be a day that you're successful. Mm. And I walked out of there and said, there is no way I'm going to live from the age of 25 to 85, 60 years. And that's my big my big claim to fame is I didn't use a drug today. Come on. There's got to be more to life than that. <laughs> so I, I, what I did that day was I did what people say is wrong to do. I took that addictive quality that, that I had manifested that was destructive, mm. and I took that energy, and I, I, I literally replaced it with work. And it was the first time, the next 30 days was the first 30 days of my entire life that I had ever experienced being all in at a job, mm. that I was giving all of myself to a job. And those 30 days changed my life. Because it was exciting because now I was taking responsibility because now I was going to work every day saying, I'm going to be great. Oh, by the way, I was at a job I didn't even like. <laughs> and 30 days later, I loved the job. Mm. So it's interesting. The only thing that changed, the people didn't change, the customers didn't change, the challenges didn't change. The only thing that changed was I threw myself completely into that job. It was an eight-hour job, and I was spending 12 and 13 hours a day there, most of which, by the way, was just so that I wasn't at home twiddling my thumbs mm. uh, with too much time on my hands. Getting into, into trouble and the drugs coming back into play. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. I was worried about yeah. time. I wasn't worried about the drugs. I was worried yeah. about boredom. <laughs> well, we have uh, uh, car sales in common, though. I, I was not nearly as successful as you. I <laughs> did it for about a, about a year and a half. And, and it was also a job I didn't particularly like. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I'm thankful for, that, for those experiences for sure. Yeah. I, I, look, I hated car sales. I hate, I hated the way people, you know, I hated telling somebody I was in car sales because then they would look at you like, really? Right. <laughs> uh, but what happened was, what happened was a year later, a year after I committed to it and became obsessed with being, being great at it, my plan was to quit. I said, I'm going to get great at this job and then I'm going to quit and go do something else. Mm. 
Well, by the time I got great at it, I couldn't quit that job and go get another job that would pay me that much money and give me that much freedom. Right. And also, when within 12 months, I reached the top 1% of the auto industry. When I told people now I was in car sales and they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, really? <laughs> and I'm digging it and it's fun and I get to make a lot of friends and everybody needs a car and everybody needs a friend that's in the car business. It was a different <laughs> You see what I'm saying? It was right. a different response because I had a different experience with it. Excellent. Excellent. Well, for that person right now, Grant, who's listening, who is still a little bit uncomfortable with this idea of obsession, mm-hmm. uh, explain why you believe that to be a gift and not a character flaw. Uh, I'm watching my little girl right now. She's obsessed with a Lego set and a bicycle. She's mm-hmm. learned, she just learned how to ride a bicycle without training wheels. She, she, I mean, she will kiss the bike, hug the bike, love the bike. She's doing everything with the bike, right? Mm. And and when I watch that, or the Lego set, or or maybe it's a little game that she found on the, on the iPad that she's obsessed with, right? Mm. And I mm-hmm. and I walk in the room and I'm say, Sabrina, and she can't even hear me because she's so into this game. Mm. See, to me, that's not a problem. That is the intense focus. All in obsession necessary for my daughter to make sure she has an exceptional life, not an average life. Mm. So I want to feed that, you know, could that become destructive? I guess it could. You know, could average be destructive to someone that has tremendous potential? Mm. A lot of people dying of an average life. It just didn't it doesn't get reported by the media. You know, the media doesn't report today. 74 million people went to work and hated their job. <laughs> that, that is a form of death, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and so people are overdosing on average. They're accepting average. They're making sense of average. Average jobs, average marriages, average homes, average lifestyles, average experiences. When, when the truth is, if they would just – and by the way, everybody has an addictive personality. Everybody has the ability to be addicted or obsessed with something. Oh, yeah. They just need to shift it a little bit and say, hey, I'm going to be all obsessed in this one thing mm. that, that it, that's productive. Grant, talk about the concept of, of your potential still being revealed to you as you push yourself and, and allow yourself new experiences, maybe getting outside your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. So, look, the, the individual, they're like, when are you ever going to be satisfied? <laughs> you know, that, that's the big question, everybody. I, I've been asked that question since I was 31 years old. I'm 59. <laughs> so for 28 years, somebody close to me, typically it's a girlfriend or a buddy or a friend, you know, mm-hmm. when are you ever going to be satisfied? Now, everybody needs to understand the person that's asking that question is not actually talking to you. <laughs> They're talking to themselves. Mm. They're trying to make sense of how they got satisfied. Right. And they're probably asking themselves, are they really satisfied or are they just saying that to themselves? And they're comparing against what they see me doing. Why does this guy keep pushing so hard? You ran this morning, right? Mm-hmm. And, and let's say you run a you run a one mile faster than you ever have. Now you're aware. Oh, wow, man. I wonder if I could take a second off of that. Mm-hmm. That was completely impossible three months ago when you just started. But now the, the attainment of a new goal brings with it the awareness of a new potential. And that becomes the thing you become obsessed with, not not what you just did. Mm. That's the past. You can't be obsessed with the past and be a sane person. Anybody obsessed with the past is basically a psychotic, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> the inventors, the entrepreneurs, the game changers, the people that make a difference on the planet are obsessed with the next attainment of that next thing. Mm. 
Well, what if we have, uh, Grant, uh, no idea, or maybe we're unclear on what our obsession even even is. Maybe we've lost our way. Talk about tying your obsession to your purpose. So you just need to spend some time on it. I write my goals down every morning. Mm. So, I, you know, if, if I'm going to if I'm going to do if something's worth doing, it's worth doing every day. Mm. If it's not worth doing, then don't do it at all. So I eat, I urinate, I breathe. These, <laughs> these are kind of important things, right? I, like I got to have inflow. I got to have exflow. So so I want to write my goals down every day because I want to know where am I going? Mm. I'm not interested in yesterday. I'm not interested in my achievements from yesterday. I'm not interested in whatever my bank account showed yesterday. Mm. I'm interested in making that thing better today, either for myself or for others. And in the beginning, when you're when you're when you're starting, right? Like, what can you do today to expand? Money's a very easy thing to take on. Changing the quality of my life is not so easy because it's a bit hard to measure. What is that? It's very esoteric. But money is a very, very easy thing to measure. Can I go get $1 more than I had yesterday? Mm. And the reason that would be important is not for the $1 because let's face it, $1 is not important. <laughs> uh, it had to be a bunch of them to make it important. <laughs> uh, $1 is not important, but but the $1 if it brings to me, I remember the first time I went from making three thousand to six thousand dollars in a month. Mm. That that leap, Jeff, was bigger to me, meant more to me in my life, and still I can look back on it and say, "Wow, that shows me I can actually double. If I can double once, can I double again?" And again, it wasn't about the money; it was about, "Oh, I have. I don't have to stay where I'm at in life. I can improve the quality of my life. If I can earn more money." Then can I also do that in some other areas of my life, like my physical condition or the, my friends? Can I start picking up new friends and adding that to my life as well? Hmm. There's a chapter in the book that Grant calls uh, Starve the Doubt. And in that chapter, he addresses the myths of burnout, time off and vacations and work-life balance. How has our culture, Grant, gotten this wrong? You're saying that burnout, that time off, vacations, balance are actually myths. How is that possible? Well, you know, the, the, the people that are telling you about it are outsiders. You, you know, you, you're not thinking about balance until somebody tells you about the balance thing. It's typically somebody close to you. These are naysayers. I talk about this in another chapter. Naysayers are more dangerous than haters. See, you're going to have a mom or a sister worry about you. <laughs> when you go on this path of, path of be obsessed, everything's going to change now. Mm -hmm. What you're listening to, what you're reading, when you go to work, how long you stay at work, what you're doing – it's going to concern people around you. And the people it's going to concern are trying to figure out themselves. Okay. They're like, what about balance, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, you're going to burn out, Jeff. Really? Have you ever seen anybody burn out? I have never seen this in my entire life. I've never seen somebody die from work. I have seen somebody die from a job they didn't like. Mm. And not make it official for 30 years. So I would just tell people, first of all, I'm not a candle. You cannot get me a bed, bath, and beyond. <laughs> all right? Uh, work has never killed a human being on this planet. Mm. What you do, though, want to do is when you experience burnout, what I would tell you is that you're probably doing something now that you no longer feel good about. Mm. That is no longer the attainment of potential. But and in fact, it's just a rote, robotic repetition of something you did yesterday. So the nurse, the teacher, the policeman, okay, the nurse is working with cancer patients and like, they're all dying. The policeman is now on calls getting cats out of trees. And the teacher is working with eighth graders, eighth graders that leave the eighth grade after six or seven months and they still can't read. Mm. 
those people will experience burnout because they're like, I came here to make a difference and now I'm not. As you had uh, others around you who had at the time convinced you that you were indeed experiencing burnout, you took a step back and, and realized you needed to get back in touch with the purpose. Is that right? Yeah. I, my purpose is Our right. Purpose is, so yeah, so yeah. like, you know, money might be a purpose for, for you at one point in your life. And then you're like, well, what, what happens when you got the money right? Mm. Maybe you want to be a rock and roll star. Maybe you want to be the number one rapper in the world. Look at Kanye. Kanye is the number one rapper in the world at some point. Nobody will hire him. Nobody will pay attention to him. And the next thing you know, the guy is like this super, superstar. Mm. Then he goes bankrupt. <laughs> what, what happened? Because he's probably he's probably living. I don't know for sure, but he's probably only got one purpose. Right, right. So Kanye has to develop those other purposes, right? And you see this a lot in sports or celebrities, A-list celebrities, movie stars that commit suicide. Because they became great at one thing but did not start looking at what are the other things. I don't think one thing can satisfy a human being. Hmm. I think it takes many things. If we bring this out of celebrity status and rap stars back to – America, right? Just everyday people. The, the guy says, I'm gonna, or, or the woman says, I'm going to get a husband or a wife and, and we're going to have two kids and we're going to live happily ever after. <laughs> and they get the wife, they get the kids. And, and the next thing you know, the marriage isn't doing well. The kids hate them and the kids move off to, to college. And, and they're like, now what am I doing? I got a buddy right now doing that. He's like, I planned my whole life around my kids. Now they're leaving and me and the wife don't know what to do. Mm. The purpose is mature. Some of them expire, okay, just because mm -hmm. of time and age, and then people need new purposes so they can continue to live full lives. And that's why I'm like, be obsessed with whatever it is you're doing right now until it no longer feeds you, and then find out other things to be obsessed mm -hmm. with. You talked a bit before about the naysayers. Um, what, what if the naysayers in your own head? How do you recommend folks tackle imposter syndrome and the like? Yeah, it had to come from someplace, though, man. You're watching yeah. TV. You're watching TV. You're get, you're picking up content and data someplace. So 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 you're getting the data somewhere. You're not, you're not just having an idea just out of it's being influenced. You're you're getting some frequency, some input. Somebody is influencing you to go into an agreement with some idea or concept. Okay, most of the people we're surrounded by are average people. Mm. Let's face it. I mean, we we were all brought up pretty much the same way. Don't talk to strangers. Fly under the radar. Money <laughs> won't make you happy. Mm. Sales is a dirty word. Um, save your money, don't go into debt, buy a house, go to college, uh, be grateful for what you have. I had a guy tell me today, he's like, you are blessed because you were born in America. I'm mm. like, please, bro. <laughs> okay. Come on, man. You need to travel a little bit, brother. <laughs> All right. So, so, so just cause you're born in America doesn't mean I couldn't have made it because I was born in Israel or mm. in Beirut. I mean, like, do you want to make it or not? There's people all over this planet. If you just do a little studying people mm. all over this planet that ha ha have proven they can be successful if they're willing to do whatever it takes and be obsessed with that concept or idea. I've got a couple of questions, Grant, I want to ask you that aren't directly related to the book. But before I do that, I feel like we've only scratched the surface of the book. Is there anything else you want to share from it before we move on? Five words. Be obsessed or be average. It's black <laughs> or white. Your, your teacher won't tell you this. Yeah. Okay. Your mom and dad won't tell you because your mom and dad were scared of their own obsessions. Mm. So the teacher's not going to tell you because what did they do? So who's going to tell you this? You know who's going to tell you? The, the people that will tell you it's all right to be obsessed are the Elon Musk, the Steve Jobs, the Jesus Christ, the people that were all in, that, that made a difference on this planet, mm. okay, will tell you 
Pablo Escobar would tell you, be obsessed. <laughs> but at some point, get out of the drug trade because it'll kill you. <laughs> well, Grant, think about uh, the books you've enjoyed over the years. Uh, yeah. what, w- what would you say are the two or three that immediately come to mind as maybe having had uh, the biggest impact on you and, and why? Man, I think about The Richest Man in Babylon. I love that book. The mm-hmm. Greatest Salesman in the World. Love that. Love the book called Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. Mm. Uh, really helped me with understanding what's going on in my mind. Uh, I've read so many great books. There's some books. Uh, there, there's a book called uh, Building Your Real Estate Empire that that I never even read, man. Just the title. <laughs> the title was worth the money. I never cracked the book open. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, I know you uh, give your share of, of public talks. And one of the things I like to ask most of my guests is to share some some tips for delivering an impactful and, and memorable public talk. What would you, what advice would you give in that area? I, I would, I would, I would stand in one place particularly in the beginning of your speech, anchor down. Okay. What you say on the opening is more important than anything else. No, have your opening drilled. Mm. Like know what those first words are coming out and know what you're going to end with. Well, I know the book has just come out, uh, but I thought I'd ask you, Grant, what's next for you? What are you, you and your team working on now that, uh, that you're excited about going forward? We, we, have a, uh, we have an online platform. It's a university that is now starting to circle planet Earth over 20, almost 25 million users now. Wow. Um, for salespeople, small businesses, how to grow revenue. Uh, what's next for me, man? I don't know what's next for me. I'm going to keep finding the next thing. You know, I don't know what the next thing is. You know, we're, we're, we're growing our business. I got five companies now that will do about $100 million this year in sales hmm. in revenue. I uh, got a real estate portfolio that I'd like to take public at some point. We're starting to let accredited investors uh, invest with me on my real estate deals. I'd like to, to open that up to non-accredited so that people with ten or fifteen or twenty thousand could invest in it later. Because I know people are putting money in Wall Street and have mm. no clue about where that money's going or what's going to happen and mm. happen to it. So you know, I'm I'm always always preparing Jeff for the next financial uh, problem because mm. I know it's there. It's going right. to happen here. It's going to be ugly. And, 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 and so I just want to help as many people along the way. We have a studio here in Miami. We do five shows a week at Grant Cardone TV. I do a show Mondays on real estate investing, Tuesday on book reviews, Wednesdays on marriage and business, uh, Thursdays on young hustlers for millennials, and Fridays the Cardone Zone for career and finance. So we produce a tremendous amount of content here to help people, to reach people. That's about it, man. I'd like to meet 7 billion people on planet Earth. I think I've got a bunch of friends out there and a lot, uh, uh, people that know me and don't yet know me. I'd like to make friends with all of them. Uh, we'll, we'll try to make a, a dent in that. Uh, there you uh, go. Right, right with this interview. Uh, where can we find out more about the university? What's the What's the best place to, it, to go it's, online? Uh, you go to grantcardone.com forward slash training. Grantcardone.com forward slash training. Well, Grant, this was a delight. I so appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thank you for for being a guest on Read to Lead very, very much. JB, hey, my pleasure, man. Thank you so much, my brother. For all the links and resources Grant and I mentioned today, you can visit the show notes page. That's the page created especially for this episode. You'll find it at readtoleadpodcast.com slash 146 for episode 146. By the way, I'd encourage you to connect with Grant on Twitter. He's at Grant Cardone on Twitter. That's at Grant, C-A-R-D-O-N-E on Twitter. And I want to say thank you to Mark Llewellyn from the UK who just rated and reviewed Read to Lead in iTunes, giving it five stars and calling it a superb podcast. Thank you, Mark. You can do that as well, whether it's superb or some other word you want to use. 
just by going to readtoleadpodcast.com slash iTunes or readtoleadpodcast.com slash Stitcher. And remember our generous sponsor, FreshBooks Cloud Accounting Software, and that free month-long offer you could take advantage of right now by going to freshbooks.com slash readtolead and entering readtolead in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Well, that does it for another week. I look so forward to seeing you next time for the next episode of the Read to Lead podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Read to Lead podcast. As a subscriber, we challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. Become a vital member of the community. Visit us on the web at readtoleadpodcast.com. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead. Oh, 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 oh,